my first connection with energy is with Earth. We are standing on Earth, we are walking on Earth, we live on Earth, and the five elements are present on Earth. Whether that's air, wind, water, you know, actual Earth, or, or space. So all of those are present on this planet. My first immediate connection with energy is using this planet. So we chant mantra always with devotion. So I shared with you the uh, scientific aspect. Now we will shift to the other side. If you use devotion and that, that profound sentiment in your chanting, I promise you, you will see divine, if I may use that word, and profound changes taking place in your consciousness. The way you think will change, the way you interpret things will change, the way you react to situations will change, the way you speak will change, the tonal quality of your voice will change, your appetite will change, your sleeping pattern will change. All of that stems from, it's a function of consciousness. Because you're affecting your consciousness itself, everything else in your life is going to change for the better. Prithvi Puja, praying to Mother Earth, is done with the sentiment that I'm sorry, I, I am there putting my weight on you. And I'm also deeply grateful to you that you're bearing my weight and that you're allowing me to sit on you and do this puja. In traditional Indian dances, whether that's Bharatanatyam or, or Kathak and so on, before they begin the dance, they offer flowers to earth with the sentiment that I'm sorry, mother, I'll be stomping on you, I'll be you know, stamping my foot on you. I'm sorry for that. I'll be causing you pain. To think that just because somebody is big, you know, physically, that they would be more immune to pain is sheer ignorance. So even if Mother Earth is giant, still, every tree that we cut, every, every part of Earth that we excavate, everything we give, uh, pain to, she feels it. And then it all goes back in the environment and it affects all the living creatures on this planet. It's done, uh, the simplistic way to do is take a flower, or if you don't have a flower, just once again touch the ring finger and thumb and just touch the ground in front of you and say, ring, ring, adhar shaktay namaha. Adhar is base, Shakti is energy. I am praying to the base energy. Base not as in low, base as in foundation. If you want to do it a bit more elaborate, dip your this finger with thumb in the, in the little pot of water you be having there. Dip it in there, make a little triangle of water on the floor itself. One line, dip, second line, dip, third line. And it is pointing downwards. And dip again and put a dot in the middle that is the seed of energy. And then you say, ring adhar shaktai namaha. This is the traditional way of representing uh, feminine energy. 
there is two kinds of energy. There is masculine energy and there is feminine energy. Masculine energy, for example, could be called Shiva. Feminine energy could be called Shakti. All devis, all energies of, of feminine are represented by a, drown, a downward triangle. All masculine energy is represented by an upward triangle in yantras which represent energy fields of, of various energies or generally in all drawings. If you see yantras also known as mandalas in Tibet or more elaborate ones, you will see that there is usually a combination of, of triangles pointing down and triangles pointing up. So this is considered the shape of yoni, which represents mother. It's a downward triangle, a, a woman's genitalia. And this represents upward triangle, a man's reproductive organ. Because when they combine, only then procreation happens. Only then creation moves forward. So the triangle in this puja is pointing downward because Ved Mata Gayatri is feminine energy. And when we pray to earth, we pray to the feminine energy. While I'm at it, I would also like to mention something subtle, which is going to have an impact on your sadhana. During your sadhana and afterwards, if you're a householder, which means you, you live in a house, in a, in a home, hopefully with your husband or wife, in a home where women are disrespected in any way, verbally, emotionally, physically, abused in any way, shape or form, that person can never benefit from Gayatri Mantra. It's very simple. If you are living in a home, let's say you're a man, and you're shouting at your wife, and you're disrespecting her, you're being abusive towards her, this puja is just nothing more than hypocrisy then. You're just being, you're just being a double-faced person. On the one hand, you are, you are praying to goddess. On the other hand, the wrathful goddess that lives in your home <laughs> You are, you are you are just ignoring her, right? <laughs> On a more serious note, you'll have to find a way to communicate politely and gently. Because you don't shout at your boss, clearly. You know the art of talking gently when you need to know, when you know your skin is in the game and there are consequences. That is 80% of your sadhana. If you are going to disrespect feminine energy that is living in a woman, then you cannot hope to succeed on the path of sadhana. Always just be gentle. And if you can, walk out, do something at that time. Uh, I know there is no absolute rule and things can be very difficult uh, in many households and I don't know what is the solution to that. 
um, otherwise I wouldn't become wouldn't have become a sadhu. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. So that practical aspect of sadhana cannot be ignored. If you really want to take it to the next level in terms of developing true intuition which stays with you forever, respect fellow human beings and more importantly uh, if you're in a household, you, if you're praying to Devi, you have to learn to see the Devi in, in, the, in the women, whether that's your daughter, your wife, already in your home. If you look at the life of Ramakrishna, Paramahansa, he was the only one till date in the last 150 years or so, a bit more, that who got a vision of Kali in the temple, Dakshineshwar Kali temple in, in Kolkata. There were many people who prayed there. There were people before him, priests before him, and people after him. But why did he only got the vision? He alone got it. So throughout his life, he never yelled at his wife. He just said everything very politely, very gently, very lovingly. Even when she confronted him, and there are, there's documented evidence that she did that many a times, he was just always very gentle. And one time, you know, she said to Ramakrishna, I've shared this story in the past as well, he was very fond of good food. And she said to him, you're always in front of your devotees asking me, what have you cooked today? I don't like this, I don't like that, make that thing, make this thing. Does it look nice? They think you're enlightened. And look how you're behaving in front of them. <laughs> you're behaving like a little child. So why don't you just have some grace and, and sit and, you know, gracefully? He said, listen. Very gently he said to her, Rather than shouting at her, you don't get me, I'm enlightened, you're not so and so on. <laughs> he said to her, the day I stop cribbing about food, the day I say, just give me anything, and he used to love this pudding made from uh, semolinas, the day I, I stop asking for it, give yourself two weeks from that day, I would be gone two weeks from that day, he said. What a beautiful, gentle way of saying something. And when you communicate, just always take a pause. Because if you are going to hurt people around you, any meditation, any sadhana, any chanting is of no use. Underline the word no. Is of no use. Forget little use, some use, it's of no use at all. It may have a placebo effect, some psychological consolation that, oh, I've done this much and I'm, but if you're going to hurt people around you, then sadhana is pointless. Because remember, you are trying to get to a stage where you can see the divinity in everything and everyone. So Prithvi Puja, the concept of praying to Mother Earth, is, is just about that. That I am grateful to be here on this planet. 